Welcome to Wayward Church. Good morning. God bless you, Wayward Church. We just want to say thank you to our praise team for that beautiful dance ensemble and that performance. You made a way. Truly, we know that God has been making a way, and he will continue to make a way. We just thank God for all that he is doing here at Living Water. And we just want to say that I just thank God for his presence. I thank God for his anointing. I thank God for who he is, because without him, we would not be. And I just want to also say that I just want to thank God to our pastor, Pastor Theodore Faison, and our Pastor Linda Faison. Uh, they are truly a blessing to us, and we have jewels here in this vineyard. And again, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us this morning, and now we are going to pray, so let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you, O oh God, for being with us today, we thank you for all that you are doing and you're going to do in our life. God, and as we look to you right now, we ask that your servant would move behind you, God. Lord, speak this morning. Have your way this morning, oh God. Move this morning, God. Let your word go out and not return unto you void, but let it go out and accomplish and do all that it has set out to do. And God, we will always give you the glory. We will always praise and we will always worship you, and we thank you this morning in Jesus Christ's name. Let us all say amen. Amen. We just thank God this morning, and uh, there are just three things that I wanted to share uh, with you this morning, and um, I just ask that you would bear with me uh, this morning, uh, because we've been going through, we've had some troubling times here, uh, in this world and in things that are going on such as the pandemic and the challenges of the pandemic and you know what we're looking forward to and whether or not there's going to be a vaccine so the pandemic has touched each and every one of our lives in some way or another whether it's been a friend a loved one that has gone on but we know that God is yet moving God is yet working and he's pulling us together and it all is a sign of his coming, but we won't talk about that. What we want to talk about is hope, faith, and trust in Jesus Christ. And if you would just give me a little bit of your time this morning, I believe we can get through this and just hear what God has to say. Uh, we're going to open the scriptures right now. And praise God, we thank God. And we just want to look at just these three words that we use oh so often, uh, you know, based on our Christian life and our Christian living, and uh, we just thank God that he is gracious to us, and he is loving, and he is kind, and we know that without Christ, we would not be where we are today, and I think a lot of times we take it for granted, and it behooves us to really begin to dig into the word of God to find out the promises and the great things that he has for us, not here at Living Water, but all over the world. All right, so I'm going to read in Romans 15, chapter 15, verse 13. And right now I'm reading 
from the regular King James Version. I do have some NIV versions here as well. So if you just give me a little bit of your time, praise God, we will get through this. It says in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, Now the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace, and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we say amen? And this is God. And he, the hope of God is filled in all with joy and peace. It says with joy and peace. And when we look at joy and peace, a lot of us think, you know, it's being happy or it's being this. But joy in the Lord means security. It means confidence. Right? Joy in the Lord is a place that we are there spiritually to enjoy the promises of God, to enjoy the abundant living of God, to enjoy his word, to enjoy his presence, to enjoy his character, to enjoy um, the praises of God, to enjoy worshiping God. And I think a lot of times because we look around at circumstances and situations that are facing us, we look at our natural eye and we miss exercising the joy of God in our life. Can we say amen? And so when I look at this, what, what about hope here? We're talking about hope is that it creates opportunities. It creates possibilities. It opens doors, right? And in Christ, we can find acceptance, assurance, uh, certainty, positiveness, surety, confidence, faith, and trust. This is what hope does in Jesus Christ. And a lot of times the world is looking for hope. They're looking for something to grab hold to, something to sustain them, something to keep them, something that they can hold on to and they can stand on to. Well, I'm here to let you know that we grab hold of not just any kind of hope, but the hope that is in Jesus Christ. These things can happen. And we thank God that he just didn't leave us there, but he gave us a promise a promise that would be fulfilled through his word, a promise that we could live and not die, that we can remain and be seen and be heard and live a life of Jesus Christ that would touch lives everywhere. And so this is what I come to share with you is that don't let your hope be that of a hopeless person. Don't let your hope be that, that you don't get it or you don't understand it. Because our hope is secure in Jesus Christ. Our hope is that we have confidence and that when we believe something, that it will come to pass. Because why? God is working in our favor. Now, we see here that we also um, see that where um, God is also giving us the, the mindset to know that when we hope in something in him, we can trust in that. And I find out a lot of times that in our life, you know, we hope for this to happen and we hope for that to happen, but do we really believe that it's going to happen? Is our faith exercising the hope that God has given us? And do we trust in that hope that allows our faith to push it forward so that it can happen? Let us say amen. And so, and, and looking here, and I'm just looking at my notes, and I see that also we learned that faith in God, 
Faith knows that no matter what the situation is in our life, that the Lord is working it out. We know that Hebrews chapter 11 says, now faith is the substance, right, or the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of the things not seen. So our faith is not a mere intellectual stance, nor, you know, being educated and smart, but our belief that leads to action. Our belief that leads to action. Think about that. So when we hope for something, as an example, I hope that when I sit in this chair, it will sustain my weight, right? But the action that we actually go and we sit down in the chair lets us know that we have taken a hope and moved it from just hoping to actually pushing towards the action of faith. And, and that action of faith, when we sit down and we settle ourselves in that seat, whether it be at home, at the restaurant, you get wherever you are, you now have trust that that seat is holding me. That's just an example. So what am I saying? I'm saying in our present state of mind, we need to know that we have assurance of hope that God will move in our faith, or our faith will move in Him, that we can trust that when we pray and when we ask God to do something, he will act. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I love the word of God. It's, it's, it's so powerful and it's, it's so amazing. And so if we continue to look at this here, right? Praise God. And it says that in Romans, it also says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. That we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. That all comes from the salvation of Jesus Christ. That all comes from what God did on the cross when he gave his life. That all comes from us knowing and believing that he is our Lord and Savior. And you know what's so phenomenal about our hope and our faith, right? We don't see Christ figuratively. We don't see him, but we know what he's doing. We see the evidence of what he's doing. We share with others. And think about this. Let's go back to when we were sinners and we were not saved. There was a hope in there that was looking for something new, that was looking for something different, that was looking for something better. God, I know there's something better. And we heard the word. Somebody told us about the word. Somebody ministered to us while someone was praying for us. And we came into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. God saved us. And what he did is he imparted all of him in us which is his character, which is hope, love, peace, suffering, faith. All of these great things he imparted in us. And it's for us to act upon the positive things and the great things of Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? So when we look at all of this, right? And we look, it says, and that um, we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand. And we boast not in hope of, that we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Can we say perseverance? And perseverance, character. Can we say character? And character, hope. 
So our hope is that it works in our lives and it produces that which is pleasing to Christ, endurance to the faith and to the trust in Christ, for he is working it out in your favor. Our hope is not in vain. So we see that it's all working out for our favor. We see that it's all working out so that we can be producers of Jesus Christ. So that we can be true disciples of Jesus Christ. So that when we live in this life, people need to see Christ. And sometimes the only way they're going to see Christ is by looking at you and I. And we see that. And so when we look at all of this and we look at our faith and we look at it, and, and the definition in Webster, when it talks about faith, it says the, the allegiance to duty or a person, sincerity or intentions acted in good faith, belief and trust and, and loyalty to God. Faith is our beliefs. It's firm, it's assurance, it's firm conviction, it's faithfulness. Faith is our confidence in what we hope for and the assurance that the Lord is working it out. Even though we can't see it, our faith yet believes it. And this is why we trust God. We trust God for not just the little things and the great things, but we trust God for our spiritual life, for our spiritual walk. We trust God because, God, I know there is better things in you. And, God, I want to be better. God, I want to be more pleasing in your eyesight. So we look to Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we put our trust in him. We put our alliance in him. And we trust God. Now we know there are different components of faith and I was looking at some things and studying some things and I know that there's like an effective faith, a um, cognitive faith, and there is the practical faith. And I looked at them and an effective faith is a state of feeling confident and trusting, related to emotions and moods, influenced by feelings, expressions of our inner being feeling. And that to me says, you know what God, you're there in our presence. You're in our life, and sometimes in our exercising of our faith and our trust and, and our praise and worship, uh, what we see is our relationship, our emotions that are attached to the Word of God, is attached to God. Our spirit is attached to our God. And we show our expressions by our behavior of our worship and our praise to Him, our adoration to Him. And we clap our hands and we dance and we sing praises and in our hearts and we're smiling and we're being joyful. It's our faith that is being pushed and it's, it's being exercised and it's being proven. It's being proven. And we thank God for that. We thank God that he did not leave us as a faithless generation. We can hold on to God. We can hold on to his unchanging hand. We can hold on to this word of God. We can trust the word of God. We can trust the word of God. And there is this old faithful uh, verse that we always read in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1 and 3, and then I'm going to read verse 6. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that these which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Think about that. We were this, this world was formed out of the mouth of God. 
And out of the mouth of God, he breathed his breath of life into us, that we would have life and life more abundantly. And then verse 6 goes on to tell us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hmm. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him that diligently seek him. That means that we are seeking God every day. We are going before God every day. And he said, the scripture said that he is a reward of diligently seeking him. That means we go to God no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what the bills say, no matter what your finances say, whether your body, whether you're sick in your body, whether you're hurt you're in pain, we have hope and we have faith and we can trust Jesus Christ that he will bring us out in due time. It may not come overnight. It may not happen right now. But what we want to do is continue to walk in the hope of Jesus Christ, continue to trust and have our faith relying on him and push that faith. And because when we know that when we exercise our faith, God's going to move because we trust his word. Can we say amen? amen. And so we thank God and we're looking at this. And there's other scriptures that I was just, just looking at and reading. And I say, like, wow, God, you're awesome. You are truly awesome. And there's another scripture in faith in Romans chapter 10 and, and, and verse, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 10, 9, uh, verse 9 and 10. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How powerful is that? If we would confess with your mouth, he says, and believe in your heart, in your mind, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth are confessions and is saved. In other words, we confess, right? And in our heart, in our mind, we say, God, you are God. You see what he's done. You see, you read your Bible. You see what he did in the Old Testament, the New Testament. You see what God even um, has moved in the midst of when Daniel was in the lion den. Different things were happening, and they were before God. And, and, and you know, the enemy was trying to do away with what they were doing. God steps in. Don't you know when an enemy starts to come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard? It will take place in your life, but you have to trust him. You have to know that God is able, and he is more than able to do all that he said he was going to do. But we cannot not trust God. Lean onto his promises. Stay in the word of God. Stay in firm in prayer. Trust God. Walk daily every day. Sometimes we need to wake up, not sometimes, we should wake up every morning saying, God, my hope is in you. God, my faith is in you. God, I trust you. This is going to be a great day in my life. In spite of what's going on in my job, in spite of the oppositions, in spite of what's heading before me, God, this is going to be a great day because why? I am your son and I am your daughter. And because of you, God, we're going to have a great time. Can we say amen? And then we look at Ephesians. And so for Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not 
your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man can boast. In other words, you can't work it. You have to confess. The scripture says you have to confess, you have to believe. You have to trust God for your salvation. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we understand that in hope, we're moving in the realm of knowing that God is all omnipotent. That God pushes us to a place that we can't rely on the things down here. Right? Because they will fail you. Man will fail you. Things will fail you. Your job will fail you. But how many knows whatever closed door that God has another one that is open? Whatever things that you're going through, God is taking us through. He wants us to learn how to trust him. He wants us to learn how to lean on him. He wants us to understand that he is more for us than the world against us. Can we say amen? Amen. So we, we, we thank God for that. We thank God for that. And then there's a scripture in Proverbs, right? And 3 and 1, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Acknowledge him in all our ways. Not just some of our ways. In all of our ways. Why? Because he wants to give us divine direction. He doesn't want us to be lost and go to the left and go to the right. God wants us to look to him. He is our provider. He is there for you and I. And God wants to let you know that he loves you. And he gave us his word so that we would not be lost. He gave us his word so that we would know when things happen that we can trust him, that we can rely on him, that we can go to God, and that he will be there. But we have to determine in our hearts and in our minds that we're going to live right. You can't just live any old way and expect God just to do things. We have to live a right life. We have to live a holy life. I remember um, the, the founder of this church used to say holiness Holiness, And a lot of times we see things going on and we see this and we see that and we forget God is a holy God. God is a just God. God is a right God. God is a God that has good things planned for you. And if you would just learn to launch out into the deep, just trust God for your life. Trust God for your finances. Trust God for your marriage. Trust God for your children. Trust God for that job. Trust God for that promotion. Whatever you're asking God, lean on his word and grab hold and don't let it go. Because the enemy is going to challenge you. He's going to talk to you. That's his job. But how many know that we stand on the promise of God? Amen. That's what we stand on. We stand on the promise of God. And then James says this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God 
who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask, it says, in faith, with now with not doubting, but for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So when we're asking God for something, we need to know it's not for us to doubt. Right? And it says, the scripture says that, that it, says, uh, it says that faith produces steadfastness. Right? And it says, let the steadfastness have its full effect. God wants to work in us, and he wants his word to have full effect in our life. It wants the demonstration of the Spirit of God, the demonstration of the fruits of the Spirit to work in our life, right? And I know we see things with our natural eyes, but we have to learn to focus on Jesus Christ. We have to learn to connect to his word. We have to learn to connect to the wisdom that God has given us. God said, if you ask, I'll give it to you. God says, freely, I'll give it to you. So that says that, you know what? All I have to do is ask God. He says, yes. Ask with a pure heart. Ask with a mind that you are not doubting. And say, God, I thank you for it. God, I thank you for your wisdom. God, I thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you for you bring me out of this situation. Sometimes you have to wake up in the morning and just thank God. Thank God that, you know what, this is a new day, God. This is a new start. This is a new battleground, God. And you have already won this battle in my life. So when I push forward today, God, you already won. You said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Every step I take today, I take it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every place I walk, God, I walk in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I will not doubt you anymore. God, push me through that doubt. God, push me through the anxieties in my life. God, push me through the hesitation in my life. God, you perform this good work in me. Because God, why? I have hope in your word. I have trust in your word. And I, God, I believe you that whatever you say, whatever your promises to me, it shall come to pass. And we thank God for that. We thank God because he's not here to make our life be fruitless. But he wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to move forward. He wants us to light. It says, Psalm says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He says, commit your words to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. That's what the scripture says. I'm just giving to you what the word of God says. It says, trust in him. It says he'll give you the desires of your heart. We need to delight. That means we need to enjoy our salvation. We need to enjoy this word of God. We need to enjoy the character and the presence of God. We need to shine like stars. God says we are the light. We are the salt of this earth. We give this place flavor. What am I saying? I'm saying that people need to see Jesus Christ. And the only way they're going to see him is the life that you live. We can't live it like them. We can't be like them. We have to be what God wants us to be. Because God has called us all to a perfect world. God has called us to a great thing. And then, and, and I'm just getting through this. It says in Jeremiah 17 and 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. We can trust God in these crazy times. We can put all of our being in the hand of God. 
and trust that whatever he has for us, it will come to pass. For God wants us to trust him. He wants us to have hope in his word, and his salvation is made complete in his word by the shedding of his blood. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants us to have everlasting life. He wants us to live down here a prosperous and a healthy life, a sanctified, holy ghost life. God wants us to live unto him and not die. We are not in a place where God cannot reach us. Shall these dry bones live? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And I just want to leave you with this. In Jeremiah 29, chapter 29, 11 and 13. And God says this to us. Right? He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good welfare and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is what God's saying. God, Jeremiah was saying that the plans that God has for you in your life are plans of good. God wants nothing but good for us. But we have to learn to live out our salvation in the right way. We have to learn to trust God. We have to learn to stand on God and not doubt. We got to learn to grab hold of the faith that God has given you. You know, this is, this is not this, this mathematical or educational thing. This is trusting in God. Knowing that I don't see it yet, God, but you promised to me and I believe you for it. That's what faith is. Faith is holding on to what God has promised you and living it out. And church, I'm telling you, it will come to pass. Because why? God has nothing but good plans for you and I. That we will declare who he is. That we will let people know that God is here to keep us. God is here to give you a better life. And again, what I say in this, I say hope in Jesus Christ. Hope in the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Have faith in what you're praying about. If you're going to pray, believe it. If you're going to pray, don't doubt. If you're going to pray, trust God to come through because he said he would come through. And trust that prayer. Trust that word of God. Trust that hope that he has given you. And all I'm encouraging, I want you to be encouraged today, is to live out your hope, live out the faith in God, and live out your trust. And we thank God this morning. We thank God this morning. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you for what you have given us to your people, Lord. And we hope that we have a better understanding, God of how to not just exercise the hope that we have, but to learn how to have faith in that and to believe and trust that God, whatsoever we bring before you, God, that you will work it out. Whatever our situation is, God, that you will work it out, God. And we thank you this morning for your word, God. We thank you 
God, that you are our Lord and Savior. And God, we believe you, God. We believe you and we trust you and we thank you this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, let us say amen. We just thank God for the word and I just hope you've been blessed by this word of God because truly I have. Amen. God bless you, people of God. We thank you, Elder Bragg, for that rich, rich word of just laying out faith, hope, and trust for us. And we know that we, um, as the people of God, especially during these times, have to uh, hope in the Lord and uh, keep our head up. Uh, the word of God uh, comes to me in Psalms where uh, the psalmist was saying, um, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou not in God? And just goes on to say who God is. And we have to remind ourselves uh, of God's greatness and who he is so that we can um, keep our heads up, keep our spirits up, and uh, be fervent about who we are and uh, whose we are, who we belong to, and what we believe. Uh, we thank God again for that word. Uh, our faith has to remain. Our faith cannot fail us. That's what we have, um, is our faith. When we pray, when we talk to God, when we talk to people, we do this by faith. Uh, when we combat the enemy, we do it by faith. The power that has been given and entrusted into us, we know uh, that we make a difference. We're different, make difference makers in this world. Elder Bragg talked about the world has to see Christ through us. So we um, can't walk around as dismayed as the world. There's a lot going on today. Um, from uh, our health to our finances, uh, socially, politically, uh, economically, there are so many things going on. And I just feel like it's, it's a field, it's a harvest for us as men and women and, and people of God and even young people to, to lift our voices up, an opportunity to really begin to proclare, uh, proclaim and share uh, the truth about God's word and his love and his uh, protection and his kindness and what he wants to do for us. So I, I'm encouraged by that word and I hope that you are too. Amen, amen. Um, we just want to remind you all that um, this is what we call uh, harvest season in November. Uh, we know in America, we have what we call Thanksgiving, uh, but, and we use this as an opportunity to uh, be a blessing to those that have need or in need. And here at Living Water, we have a basket drive and we are asking the saints of God to remember to uh, support that drive. We are uh, collecting canned goods uh, to put baskets together, dry goods, canned goods. Please uh, bring those to the church. Uh, you have been given instruction uh, when the church is open. If you need uh, someone to meet you here because you cannot be here during those hours, we ask that you uh, contact um, Elder Leak through um, the Living Water 
um, so I believe it's the Living Water Subsplash link. Um, you're able to contact Elder League and she make arrangements to um, have the church open so you can drop off uh, your canned goods or we'll retrieve them from you. We do want to be a blessing. I look downstairs, there's a few, but we want at least four tables full uh, so we can really uh, be a blessing to those in need. So please, um, uh, give. Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together. Good measure, the Lord uh, will cause others and, and give and bless you as you give. So please, let's do that in Jesus' name. We just want to pray. Um, Elder Bragg prayed, but we just want to pray again, amen, as we close out uh, this uh, Sunday service, and we pray that you are truly blessed and encouraged. Father God, we thank you for the word that has gone forth. We thank you for the ministry, uh, the praise dancers. We thank you for um, just the service being open. Um, we thank you for uh, Micah, everybody that participated uh, this morning. We praise you for them. Lord, but we go before your throne right now asking you in the name of Jesus to meet the needs of your people. Once again, you are faithful and we thank you for your faithfulness, God, but we collectively, God, ask you to remember our elderly this morning, our shut-in, those that are listening, God, from their uh, sick bed or listening from hospital beds or nursing homes or special facilities, God. We ask you to visit that place. Keep them safe. Keep the workers safe. Keep them COVID-free, flu-free, God, uh, let your ministering angels, God, dominate in that area in the name of Jesus. We pray not just for our loved ones, but for others, oh God, that are in need, oh God. We ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you have mercy, God. And now we pray for those that are, are sick, you're at home sick or pressing through, God, but having ailments. Someone received a negative report this week from the doctor, Lord. I pray that a miracle be worked in their life in the name of Jesus, God. We pray, Lord, that um, cancer be dried up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Tumors be shrunk and expelled from the body in the name of Jesus. We pray uh, for the days that have been promised to each and every one of us, that they will not be shortened by sickness and disease, Lord, but we will live it out our days and fulfill our purpose on earth. We pray, oh God, for jobs, Lord. Open job markets. We don't um, get our direction from news and media, oh God, but what is promised to us, give it to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we know who we serve and what you're capable of, Lord. So we ask that you meet needs and uh, let checks come that have been delayed. Uh, some have been denied. Reverse decisions, Lord, for your people. Lord, even as you promised, God, through your word, through Jeremiah, even after a season, what seems like captivity, what seems like bondage, you said, my thoughts have not changed towards you, God, and we know your thoughts have not changed towards us. God, and we pray, Lord, that we would experience the goodness, the expected in, even more so in the name of Jesus. God, touch us. Touch us today. 
by your word. Let your word resonate. Go into the portals of the oppressed corners of our mind, the depressed areas of our mind, God, and lift us up above our circumstances and our situations in the name of Jesus so that we can be that army. We can be the salt. We can be the soldier forcefully advancing the kingdom of God through faith, with hope, in the name of Jesus. You do that for us this day, God. This day, we take this day. You gave us this day, and new mercies were uh, given to us today, Lord, and help us to walk in it. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, and we praise you. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc Cash App at Living H2O Church or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.